Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall. My name is Blend, and I am certainly honored and counted a privilege to be your host on today's podcast. Well, what we have coming up, BCU family, is we're going to finish up the first part of our new series, The Called According to His Purpose. Last time we looked at Romans chapter 8 and we got right down to verse number 28 and we're going to finish up that chapter on today. So please take a moment to get your Bibles, your notebooks, a writing utensil, a snack, something to drink and settle in. Blend encourages you is coming to you with a call according to his purpose coming up next. All right, BCU family, we're going to get started with our study momentarily. Just want to quickly address the new folks that are in the building and may not have had a chance to listen to the call according to his purpose, part one. So what I recommend that you do is to go into series and specials and take a look for the call according to his purpose, Again, part number one, and you can either read through the written account or listen to the podcast and then come in to listen to part two. If for some reason you don't have the time at the moment, it's okay to start here with part two. We'll do a bit of a synopsis so you'll at least get a flavor for what we talked about last time, and then you can go back and catch up with part one. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our synopsis. So last time we were together, we talked about being grounded, meaning attached to the foundation, and that is, of course, Jesus, and being rooted, having deepness, and who God says we are, rather than being tossed about with what the world, the adversary, TV, mama, bubba and them, and anyone else that comes to us Whatever they say that's contrary to the word of God, we are not receiving that because we are grounded and rooted in who God says we are. So when we talked last time, we explored Romans chapter 8, and that reminded us of who we are. Number one, there is no more condemnation for us because we are walking in Christ Jesus, which leads us to number two, that we walk in the spirit rather than in the flesh. Number three, we are sons and children of God. Number four, we are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ, yet we do suffer. And in all of that, we are the called according to his purpose. So God called or summoned, or appointed you. He did this. He called you out and chose the life that you currently have, the situation, the issue, the challenge, the blessing, the family, the friends, the job, the neighborhood, the church, the co-workers, your skin tone, personality, your gifts, your talents, everything. For a deliberate result that pleases him. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his 
good pleasure. And that's Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. So with the grace of God, what we want to do is to embrace the plan that God has for us. It is so much better than any plan that we can come up with ourselves. So that took us right up to Romans 8, chapter 28. So now let's take a look, everybody, at verses 29 through 30. God says that he knew us and he chose or called us to be conformed in Christ's image. Listen, that takes some serious, let me say that again, some serious suffering in the flesh for us to mortify the deeds of the flesh. But God marked us out beforehand. He justified us. That means acquitted or freed us from condemnation and glorified, honored or exalted to a glorious rank or position in him. So God did that because you know, he is able. And if we trust him, he is able to help us to mortify the deeds of the flesh. So God calls us called or chosen. We are chosen unto him. He also calls us justified and glorified. So just out of those two verses, look at all the wonderful things that God says about us. Now going to verse 31 and 32. You know, when we get here, Paul says, you know, on top of everything else, we are called, we're justified, we're glorified, we're heirs, we're joint heirs, we're called according to his purpose. On top of everything else, what else can we say except now that we have God on our side? Because everybody, if God be for us, verse number 31, who can be against us? Who can be against us? One is a majority with God. And a verse that goes right along with this is Proverbs 21 and 1. One of my favorite verses, and that says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And just like the rivers of water, God turns that heart the way that he wants to. So again, it just reiterates that if God before us, who can be against us? He knows how to change hearts. Amen. Yes, indeed. He is in control. We are his children. Us that are Holy Ghost, Acts 2.38 filled believers. Yes, indeed. He is for us. And additionally, he didn't spare Jesus. He delivered him up for us so that we can freely receive all things. Amen. Amen. That should generate some excitement. So going down to verse number 33, verses 33 and 34, um, Paul reminds us again that we are justified or acquitted. No one can charge us with anything. We are free from condemnation. And I think it's important for us to pause here and notice that this is the third time, at least, that Paul has mentioned that. And that means, that's a pattern, and that is for us to be sure that we get down in our spirits. Um, as I had shared last time, uh, sometimes folks will come to you with what you used to do. Sometimes the enemy will bring things up or bring situations up, and we have to know that we are free from condemnation because once we, we feed into that condemnation, it neutralizes our power. So know that you do not walk in any condemnation if you are walking with Christ Jesus. Amen. If we're walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, we're free from that. And family, we have much more assurance 
end the word of God here. Verse number 33 of Romans chapter 8. Listen to this. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies or acquits or frees us from condemnation. So because he is God and he is almighty, no one can lay anything to our charge anymore. So who is he that condemns? This is verse number 34. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. So Christ is interceding for us. Again, if God be for us, who can be against us? I can tell you this much. We are no longer under the guilt and shame of any condemnation from anybody, any situation, or anything. This brings us to verse number 35, and this is a pivotal scripture here. God calls us loved. Verse 35 asks the question, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? These storms that are listed in verse 35 You know, God's love doesn't change for us as we're going through those storms, nor should it change our love for him. The very next verse, verse 36, says we are killed all the day long, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And simply meaning that we are walking in the spirit and laying our flesh down willingly and doing what God says being led by the Spirit of God. And in doing that, sometimes those trials will come, will be tested in that God's love stays consistent. On top of that, everybody, with all the the, the perils and the persecution and things that are listed in verse 35, going now to verse 37, in all of those things, God calls us more than conquerors. And that means that we prevail mightily through Christ that loves us. See how important that love is? And then Paul goes on to end this particular chapter with the confirmation that no situation, death, nor life, nor angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the what? The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That love bond, everybody, it is so strong. And because of that love, with God's grace, we are able to stand in the times of the storm, knowing that all things work together for, you've got it, going back to our anchor scripture, verse 28 of Romans chapter 8. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose or his intended outcome. So let's do this, everybody. 
with the grace of God, let's get and stay grounded and rooted in who God says we are. That doesn't change. The world, the family, books, magazines, TV shows, movies, those things change. We can't keep up. We can rest in who God says we are because that's steady. Amen? Amen. All right, BCU family, this is going to conclude part two of the call according to his purpose study. I certainly pray for all of us, myself included, that this word take root in all of our hearts and keep us all upright in the days ahead. I'd like to extend an invitation to you to join us next time for part three, where we take a look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, where we continue to study who God says we are. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing. May God bless you. May he keep you and make his face to shine upon you. And until the next time we're together, stay on the wall.